Hi guys, welcome to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's me, your girl Anna, and we're going to just dive right into this. We're going to get into our interview. I'm so excited for our guest today. She is one of the funniest comedians, a writer. You might have seen her on Conan, Comedy Central. I'm giving her the full intro. Uh, But right now she is hosting the very funny podcast, Should I Get Bangs? Boy, have I done that in my life. We've got Julia Rossi on with us. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I thought maybe you'd have bangs. I thought, like, is it going to happen? No. (laughs) I got some curtain bangs a couple months ago, and I was really into them for, like, a few weeks. Yeah. I just don't like hair in my face. Yeah. Ellen did the same thing. See her bangs? I was going to say that's exactly what happened to me, like, a month ago. (laughs) I was like, I had bangs before. Let me do it again. And then I instantly was like, I hate that they're on my forehead all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They look really cute when you, like, get them blown out. When you, like, you know, first get your hair done, you're like, ugh, I look so cute with bangs. And then, like, day two, you're like, goodbye. too much upkeep. Yeah. 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 So how are you? How You've had a whirlwind of a pandemic. Didn't you have a baby in a pandemic? I did have a baby (laughs) during the pandemic. It's been so weird because, like, you know, things are starting to open up. And so I'm starting to go to, like, you know, like, park birthday parties and you know outdoor hangs or whatever and I'm like showing up with a 10 month old (laughs) and like the last time a lot of these people saw me right they didn't even know I was pregnant you know like it's just it's that's so funny and it's funny I feel like forever I've known so many people who had kids in the pandemic like these kids are gonna grow up you're gonna be like do you remember when you were born like people weren't allowed to go in hospitals like to visit you or anything that's wild how has it been though it's been cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, as far as having a baby during the pandemic, I have nothing to compare it to because I've <laughs> never had a child before. But I don't know. I mean, I, I've spent a lot of time with her. You know, my husband and I are both home a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's changing slowly. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've yeah. just gotten to know her really well. And maybe I wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise. So yeah. that was a positive Totally. You guys are so chill. I feel like you're one of you're cool parents. Like, you know, before you even had a baby, I, I was like, so they're the cool people. Yeah, you, of course you are. I've known you and Will. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, a child won't change these people. You're too cool. You know? Yeah, I hope she thinks we're cool. That's that's really she will one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when she's like 40. Yeah. 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 Well, Yeah, I had cool parents growing up and I was everyone else thought it was great. And I was like, no. And now I look back and I'm like, I guess it was cool to have cool parents. What made them cool? Oh, you know, they were always out. They had their own lives. It wasn't about. And they and they didn't let kids stop them from doing whatever they wanted. So that also meant, you know, we could watch anything we wanted on TV or eat a bunch of junk food or I don't know. You know, when we got older, my mom didn't really care if we like drank or tried pot. You know, they were like, whatever, like be a kid. (laughs) All the same things for me, except my parents never left the house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I could watch all the TV. I could eat all the food. I mean, Ital- I was drinking wine mixed with seven up when I was like two. Cause yeah. my parents are Im- Italian immigrants, <laughs> European. So, but they don't really go out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, mine went out. Mine would roll in at like 2 AM and be like, why oh are you God. up still? I'm really like, cause no one's here to tell us not to be like, <laughs> wow. Wow. But yeah. Anyway. So have you been working at all lately or how has your employment status been during? Um, it has. Well, I mean, 
say positive of the pandemic is this is probably the best maternity leave I would yeah. have gotten because yeah. as a, a freelancer, performer, writer, not knowing, you know, the next thing, um, this has been like probably the most stable I've been in a while. Um, I feel that way. So, you know, I mean, working as far as like, I've gotten some projects done. I feel like in the last few months, I've really sort of figured out how to do a little bit more balancing of time between like taking care of my child and finishing something and sharing the co-parenting responsibilities. Um, so, you know, like a couple of like writing things here and there, but nothing crazy. Yeah. I guess my employment <laughs> situation is question mark. Always. Mine's always question mark. Even when you yeah. can list jobs or gigs you've done, you're like, it still always feels like, well, then what? Now what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And we chose it and it's fine. And I love it when it's good. It's good. Right. It's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always I, I came up with this conclusion like many years ago where I was like, you know, why do actors get paid so much money? I'm like, well, it's back pay for like the 20 years the ones that were waitressing, not the ones whose parents like ushered them <laughs> right into the business, which, right. you know, I mean, you can't blame them. Who, who are you going to hook up with a job? Your kid. Yeah. You know, if I can give my child a job, I'm going to pick her over some stranger. But man, <laughs> bummed my dad was an electrician and my mom was a homemaker. Yep. Yeah. My parents have nothing to do with the industry. <laughs> yeah. But they always try. Do your parents, They'll. Be, my mom will be like, I know someone and he... He works for SAG-AFTRA. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so no. That, but my mom has been like, oh, everyone loves Raymond's a good show. What about that? And I'm like, it's canceled, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Go write for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should get a job on that show. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. At least they didn't pick SNL. They're they're doing the other, the offer. They're, they want yes. you to go on the other <laughs> sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I love to take it back to teenage you or yes. even younger. I want to know, you know, did you always want to be a performer? When did that hit? And like, what was like your first job ever? Yeah, I always wanted to do like sitcoms were a huge part of my childhood. Like as far as you said, like watching whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we were watching like all the the indication stuff like the three's company and the Sanford and son and like, you know, Benny Hill and like all this, you know, the jokes were very inappropriate for like a two year old kind of stuff. <laughs> so I knew I really wanted to be in that world, whatever that meant. Yeah. Um, whether it was acting or writing or just something creative. Um, but then my first, I mean, you know, I babysat, which in retro, now that I have a child, I'm like, I can't believe that like at 13, somebody was like hey stranger can you give this child you just met a bath right. you know like absolutely not like I don't even I didn't know what I was doing so like I did some babysitting but then my first like job where I was like employed with like I think a tax form was uh I worked at this Italian pastry shop uh that my sister had previously worked at and she would work on the summers when she would come home from college, but she mm -hmm. hooked me up. Nice. And I was there off and on for many years. And then I moved across the street to Brugger's Bagels. Where was this? Were you in, you were in Boston? Oh, in Belmont, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So I was in Boston. Yeah. yeah. A suburb right outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. I knew and, that. Uh, so the pastry shop 
was, you know, like locally owned. And then I was like, I'm going to go corporate. And I went to the Brugger's <laughs> across the street. What a weird move to go from the local to the corporate. <laughs> I know. And then I went back to the local when I would, when I was in college and like come home for the summers sometimes. But, um, yeah, one of, I mean, one of the things when I went corporate, something that happened, <laughs> which I don't even know legally, like, how do I share this? But I I worked with two, there's two other people who worked there from my high school and I had a crush on one of them. And these two guys were just like, they're fucking like bros, you know, like they were just like, oh yeah. And one of them, the one I had a crush on thought it was funny to, oh, I like remember the sound and everything. He put his hand down his pants, tore out a handful of pubes and threw them in cream cheese <gasps> and then served someone a bagel. No. Yeah. And he would think my crush would have ended, but I was like, um, uh, <laughs> I, she's turned on. <laughs> yeah, No, but it was, I mean, it was horrifying because I wanted to morally tell. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they were two boys and they were like a grade older than me. Mm-hmm. And one of them was cute. And I just like, didn't know what to do. It oh my God. Horrifying. <gasps> was he just like, I'm going to serve this to the next guest. Or was it like, someone- yeah, it was like funny. Like, you know, it was like dudes and they like <sighs> just spit in someone's water. Like, I, I don't even understand. I don't even understand how that's funny. That's as a so professional frightening. comedian. <laughs> I don't. And as a human being. It's not. It's, it's not. It's frightening. But I love that you yeah. were like, I still had a crush on him. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, that lessened after a while. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Was that why you were like, I got to go back to the locally owned <laughs> shop? People aren't pulling I, out their <laughs> body. I wish it was. I think my... Like the other memory I have of working at the bagel place was every year there was a we had town day, you know, it's like, like, you know, they, they close, it was like a little center of town and they'd have like pony rides. Mm-hmm. All the local businesses would give out like Frisbees and pens, you know, it's just <laughs> bullshit. And, um, my parents would go to town and take everything they could. They're like, we got you this. I'm like, why did you get me like five inflatable, like beach balls, but, from a bank. but thanks from um, the bank. <laughs> and I, volunteer to dress up as like the like Brugger's Bagels has a bagel man uh, uh, mascot. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know the like, mascot. I'm sure if you were to Google Brugger's. Okay. It's probably gone by now, but for a while they had like a little bagel making guy. It was like this like chubby baker. <laughs> we had it at and- my school. I went to school in Boston. We had a Brugger's on campus. Oh, you I did? I worked Wait, at a Brugger's. You worked where at a you, Wait, where are you from? I'm from Philadelphia, but I went to BU. So I lived in oh, Boston. Oh, okay. Okay. So I wore the mascot outfit <laughs> town Fun. day, and it was like 80 degrees out. I love it. And I was it. just in this costume. But uh, yeah. They pay you double for that? They were like, you, no. did you negotiate? You're a corporate. You got to <laughs> negotiate that and be I like, know. as a woman wearing this hot man's yep. chubby outfit. <laughs> Yeah, it was very strange. Oh, man. That's funny. I love that. Um, So that was your job when you were home. Was this in high school? Yeah, that was high school. So I bounced between the bakery and Brugger's, sorry, in high school. Mm -hmm. I have really bad allergies, and every time I cough, I'm like, it's not COVID. And uh, (laughs) um, that was high school. And then do you want me to go into college now? Sure, whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. 
I had so many. I'm sure everybody comes on. They're like, oh, somebody crazy. I mean, they're never crazy. It's just I don't. I don't think I've known how to behave at times. But I uh, in college, <laughs> performers always have had the best and weirdest jobs because we were always yeah. like, I need to make as much money as possible because I don't want to do this. Like, yes. <laughs> so sophomore year, after my sophomore year of college, I think that I think it was the summer. Maybe it was the summer after freshman year. I came home and I got a job. I think I found it in the newspaper working for, you know, like a fallen and I can't get up the life alert button. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, so it was, it was to be a button tester. So <laughs> the job was me and like, I think it was like five or six other people. And we were in this windowless office with like just cubicles facing the wall. <laughs> and all day we would just call elderly people who like, you know, didn't always have the best hearing yeah. or comprehension and ask them to test their buttons. So it was just <laughs> six people in a windowless room screaming, no, just put, <laughs> just push the button. Everything's fine. And like, just screaming, <laughs> like push the button. And I sat in between, okay. So I sat in between this one woman who she was, I don't know. So if I was, I was probably 19. She was probably in her twenties and she would just like always turn to me just having like really inappropriate conversations. <laughs> I mean, they're hilarious though, like about just like sex and whatever. And then she asked me if I had a vibrator <laughs> and I was like, no, you know? And she was like, Oh, I do. And then she also told me how, she, uh, she's like, well, if you don't have a vibrator, what you can do is lay down in the tub and turn the water on full pressure and just like, <laughs> shove your vagina under it which I of course immediately went to my parents house and tried uh, <laughs> like I learned this and, at the job <laughs> yeah it worked I learned I was on the job training and uh and then she was like yeah I have a, a vibrator and she was like oh no no I'm sorry then she was like she's like oh sometimes I go to Roger you know and I was like oh who's Roger she's like my vibrator and I was like oh why do you call it Roger and she's like oh what am I going to say my own name oh Nikki oh Nikki and I was like I, I Sound, okay so that was one of my coworkers. so she just picked my, roger yeah and then my other coworker was this guy who like looks like he's probably at he was probably at the insurrection do you know what i mean yeah like that sort of look mm -hmm. but i didn't know what that meant at the time sure he, um, and you're all very close to each other in these cubicles i mean less six feet apart you right. know like no social distancing he one time was on the phone and he would be like, oh, hey, you know, I'm calling from Life Alert. Uh, please push your button. OK, thank you so much. Goodbye. And then after he heard them hung up, he'd be like, I hope you fucking die, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like mutter horrible things about these people after you would hang up. And so that's who I would sit between. I mean, I was only there. I think I gotten the job through like a temp agency. Like it was only like a month long. Yeah. And you could write a whole sitcom just based on the three of you at this yeah. office. <laughs> and then during break, we would all go up to like the employees lounge or whatever, like with our bagged lunches and, you know, we're all the legit corporate people got to enjoy light. We were mm -hmm. like let out of the basement <laughs> And we would all watch Sally Jesse Raphael. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sally. Sally. Was it Sally? Or maybe it was Jerry Springer. Whatever was trash during that time. Those were, I always called them my sick day shows. You know, you'd watch like Sally, yes. Jerry, yeah. Montel, you know, mm -hmm. the lineup, the full lineup. 
Yep. Hotel room shows. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's really funny. How long did you do this job? I think it was just like a month or two. It was just like a summer job. And then I had like, you know, I, I was a hosted California Pizza Kitchen and then Pizzeria Uno in Harvard Square. Mm, if you remember those yeah. locations. Of course. And then, and then I had another job in college. So I never had a job like at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Ithaca College in okay. upstate New York. And um, senior year, I was like, oh, I kind of want to get, I don't know, like my parents, you know, they gave me, they helped me out when I was in college. I was really fortunate. And I think senior year when, you know, ecstasy got really popular, I was like, <laughs> I should probably make some, my own money. Because um, I can only say that I need so many books. Like it was like wow, you need like $100 worth of books every weekend. Um, I would do that weird. too. I was terrible because <laughs> we had those points, like like points yeah. at school were like fake money. They weren't fake yeah. money. They were real money. But I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking a new class. I need more points. I bought a fucking iPod with those points, Domino's yeah. pizza. I was like, I went to my friend's fraternity and I was like, keep it under $100 for Domino's. They're like, your friend's awesome. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> loves me at this fraternity. <laughs> I know. I learned to be like a really good hustler. Um, so I got this job at this like hippie, you know, lots of hemp products. Um, I couldn't call them bongs, but they had like a whole back room, you know, a water pipe. Room. Yeah. Of water pipes. It was the water pipes room. And this woman hired me and she was just like, hey, dude, like, you know, like I walked in, I was like, are you hiring? She's like, totally. And it was like, (laughs) she seemed like Janice from the Muppets. Like she seemed like a caricature of what you think (laughs) you would own, like a a store with Grateful Dead stickers kind of (laughs) place. So I think I started the next day. And after being there, and like, you know, there wasn't like a ton of foot traffic. It was like one person usually coming in to buy a bong, you know. (laughs) And I had to be sure to say water pipe. And the so the next day I'm working and she's like, all right, I got to go out and run some errands. You're going to hold down the fort. And I was like, like, I just got hired. She was like, the only, like the only two things you have to remember is you have to call them water pipes, cannot call them bongs and nobody can touch them because it was like this glass case of, of bongs. And then there was a bunch in the glass case, but then on top of the glass case, were other bongs on display, like maybe 12 of them. Okay. Don't let anyone touch them. You have to hand, like you have to just, you know, model it for them, like Price is Right style. Mm -hmm. So she leaves and I'm like, oh God, like I was just so nervous. And then someone came in and like, you know, I hear the bell and they're like, excuse me, do you have any, I'm like, water pipes, you know? And like (laughs) immediately I was like, they're called water pipes. And I I walk with them to this back room (laughs) and they're like, you know, looking on the top of the case and they're like, oh, can I see that one? And they all, all they were doing was going to point at it. And I panicked and thought they were going to go to grab it. And I go, no. And I <laughs> go to grab it. And I knocked over like four, like very, you know, like, oh, my God. Bongs, and they all come crashing. This person leaves. They're like, thanks. Bye. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. Sweep it up. And I'm just sitting there and she's gone forever like, I was there the whole day pretty much alone and she comes in and she's just like wafting the patchouli and I'm like hey so there was like a little incident like I told her what happened and she was like oh no 
all right, we'll figure it out. And like never brought it up. And then I think the store closed like two weeks later or something. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, I love that. I can't believe you were the one to do it. (laughs) You knocked them over. I know, I was trying to help. Did you at least get one out of them? Did, Did you get one? No. no, I mean, there were shattered pieces. No, I meant like before the store closed. Where the, did you take a bong home? Oh, no. <laughs> I felt I bad even working there anymore. <laughs> I, I'm glad she was very chill about it. That was. I think she truly forgot. I think she was on drugs and <laughs> forgot. Oh, my God. So when, yeah. when did you come to New York and know you were like going to do comedy or... Um, well, I went, I actually came to LA first. Oh, you did? Yeah. So, um, basically when I graduated college, I had gotten into grad school at Leslie college for expressive arts therapy. I was like really trying to figure out how to combine arts and entertainment with like, I just love psychology and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, and I also just didn't know how you get into television. It, it wasn't stand-up that I was trying to get into. And but in college, I had done stand-up like a couple times just at like, you know, my school had like a comp like the comedy, not club, like club. Right. Like, it was a club at school. Um, <laughs> and so long story long, I ended up like joining some people on a cross an unexpected cross country trip to LA. My best friend from high school was a waitress at the comedy store and she got me on the open mic list. I ended up getting passed by the club owner that night, which I didn't even know what that meant. It was like very, it's the kind of story that like older, everyone who's older than me hated. Cause they're like, who the fuck are you? You know, like it was just cause I didn't care. Yeah. So I ended up here doing stand up. I kind of fell into it. And then I can't believe like day one, you're at the comedy store and they're like, she's great. Put her through. And like all these, I can see why they're like, we've been here for years. (laughs) Yeah. And I also, you know, I have such mixed feelings about that experience because it was incredible and, you know, life unfolds as it does and, you know, like whatever, but I didn't have any work ethic Mm -hmm. and I also just kept doing it because people told me I was good. And so I, I might've been good at like other stuff, <laughs> but I didn't try. Cause I was like, well, if I'm good at this thing and I don't know, people like clap, <laughs> you know, like it was very, I don't know. So I sort of fell into it. And then I ended up moving to New York, like for after being here for four years. Oh, now okay. I'm back in LA. So I've gone, I went like Boston, you know, upstate New York, but Boston, LA, New York, Back to Boston, back to New York, back to L.A. So I've kind of done this weird triangle mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Wait, I'm similar. I was, well, I was Philly, Boston, Boston, New York, New York, L.A., back to New York. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. When did you live in L.A.? Oh, uh, like 10 years ago. I lived there for a okay. year. And I loved okay. it. I, I can't wait to go back. I just was making more money in New York, and I came back here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. I like went because everyone was like I was in a TV production program. All my friends from school went and I went to New York because I had a restaurant job there and I had like people there and I had like I think I even had a manager there at the time. And I was like, I'll go to New York first. And then I was like, nah, I'll go to L.A. next year. And then I did. And I was like, this is fun. But I spent all the money I had saved. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <Easy to do. laughs> yeah. 
So you're in New York for four years. I mean, L.A. for four years. And were you like working as a stand up? Did you have to have any kind of side job while you were starting out? Oh, yeah, totally. I had probably one of my favorite jobs. I worked for this art nonprofit called the Hollywood Arts Council. I worked for a husband and wife. And then I also ran a magazine called Discover Hollywood. And I kind of just like did Every, like almost every job that I've liked, how I got it was really bizarre. Like I graduated college, I'm in LA, you know, I don't know how to make real money as a comedian mm-hmm. yet. So, which, when do you, but, um, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, uh, teach me how now then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, $15 for a spot. No, but I, um, so I didn't really know how you get a job because this was like early 2000s and so I think I looked in I don't know if I looked online or like the phone book but like I just looked up arts and like social like social I think I looked I don't know what I looked up but I was a sociology major and a theater major mm-hmm. so I I Google. I love or, that you chose. So you're like, I'll look up these buzzwords <laughs> yeah I looked up buzzwords and I and I just started writing letters to places being like, this is who I am. This is what I study. This is, you know, do you have a job? And no one responded. <laughs> I, think, I think I sent one to like a PR agency. Like I didn't know what job, like. I've done that. I, you go yeah, on Craigslist like I, and you're like, sure, here. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then these people like, reached out like a month later and they're like oh our our like person just left the job's really the job is like 20 different things and I was like great like it was (laughs) I mean that's also why I think comedy was attractive to me because it's like 20 different things at once Mm -hmm. which although at times I do envy people who like are like I am you know a marine biologist and all I want to do is talk like or I am a director all I want to do is direct like I I envy that because in my mind that somehow seems uh easier yeah I just Um, had I did another podcast I just talked about all of this how I'm like I laugh at myself because I'm like I write and I act and I do this and I I hate it I wish I just wanted to do one thing one little thing and just do that but I just started I mean not to derail the topic because and I've talked about this so many times on my own podcast, I feel like I'm like becoming one of those people who's like preaching to join a religion. But <laughs> I just found this woman named Barbara Shear. Mm-hmm. S H E R. She passed away last year, but she um she came up with this term called scanners, which is people who don't ever really become experts in anything mm-hmm. and they job hop and they have a million different interests and there's nothing wrong with it that like Back in the day, Renaissance people were celebrated and then things shifted and became all about having an area of expertise. Mm -hmm. And now, like, how that just isn't how some people's brains work. And, like, it's so – I don't even know how I came across her. Like, I fell down, like, a YouTube poll watching videos of her. She's this really sweet older woman and she's all, like, how there's, like, nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. you. If in like how you should make lists of like all the things you've accomplished. And I don't know, I'm reading her book right now called uh, I Could Do Anything If Only I Knew What It Was. <laughs> I love it. I have to check yeah, her it's out. Really cute. This is nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I found my purpose. I joined. Uh, I'll join your religion. I'll join. Yeah, join my religion. Especially if it's run by a woman <laughs> named Barbara. She- Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Now that she passed away, like, I felt this, like, odd thing where I'm like, is it my mission to carry on her words? Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, there's all these, like, comments on the YouTube videos from people being like, I'm 60 in my whole life. I thought there was something wrong with me because I've had 20 jobs. And it's just that I like get interested in a lot of stuff and excited about a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I would have had 20 majors in college if I could have. Mm-hmm. I think that's great because I think so many people, you know, I look at my dad who's been a lawyer forever and hates it and every day hates it and is always like, you know, even though I'm like, I make no, no money compared, you know, I didn't go to grad law, law school like you're anything he's like yeah, yeah but you're doing what you most of the time you're doing what you love to do and a lot of people can't say that and like their generation was like no you get a job you go to grad school you get the job and like you know so it's everybody wants I think what they don't have but it's like uh, he doesn't he's not happy he told me never be a lawyer you're never gonna be happy doing this <laughs> this sucks so it's so funny I spent a couple of weeks ago I hung out with two of my husband's friends who are lawyers Mm -hmm. and I was like oh man I would have been a good man I should have been a lawyer and I was like thinking like I wanted like I'm the opposite where I was like maybe I should have been a lawyer and then every time then when you like hear lawyers they're like yeah only if you get like a good case or like you know to do the kind of law that actually makes you feel good like you make no money right yeah right exactly (laughs) yeah and then to do bigger, he's like, it's boring. It sucks. It's deadlines. It's not fun. It's not enjoy. My dad's now baking. He found baking in a pandemic and it's saving him. <laughs> I'm like, Does he still do law? Yeah, but he works from home. So he's constantly, you know, the pies, the breads, the you name it. Uh, <laughs> the other day I, I like called him. I'm like, do you work anymore? He's like, excuse me, sir. Do you have any rhubarb? What does rhubarb look uh-huh. like? I'm like, dad, <laughs> what are you that's amazing it's pretty funny uh yeah you know I was I would make fun of the people mostly friends of mine in LA who are baking bread you know like even before the pandemic and I'm like that is my dad now my dad is like he took all the yeast (laughs) 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 anyway back to you back to uh your journey so you were in LA working for this art nonprofit. Yeah, this husband and wife, they would like, they were the coolest. And I I should reach out to them again and say hi. But they, uh, you know, they would let me like leave to do gigs. And then I left that job for a little bit. And I got a TV production job doing logging footage for The Bachelor. Whoa. So I watched like all the like, you know, they'd be like, time code, all this stuff. Try to find us a, a clip where like he turns his head to the left. Like it's so... Ugh boring um are you a fan were you a fan of the show though or no I was okay. I mean, I've been watching it I can't stop I can't either I There's love it a few it. seasons I skipped for whatever reason Same. but I've pretty much been uh on this journey wearing my heart on my sleeve mm-hmm. uh even today know, I go I hate Monday nights without the bachelor like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said it today I was like, June 7th can't come soon enough. I know. A few, like a few seasons ago, because I got my husband Will into it. Mm-hmm. And a few seasons ago, I was like, I think I'm done. And he goes, uh, well, I guess I'm going to watch it without you because I got him a hug. Oh, my God. I got Jared into it. And like, I can't believe we didn't talk about this when we we did your podcast with Will. Yeah. And, but I got Jared into it. And now he'll pretend he hates it. But he's like, oh, 
I like Paradise. Paradise is the best yeah. one. I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I feel like there's people who are devoted to the Bachelor enterprise or Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very few. So there's people who watch both, but there's, I don't know of many people who are hardcore and I have to, I'm very, it, I'm so fucked up because I will like poop poop. I'll be like, oh my God, the Real Housewives is so, it shows such poor representations of female interactions <laughs> because they were supposed to be friends. Right. But because on The Bachelor, they're like not, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I've never watched The Housewives. I and- haven't either. It's, I'm a hypocrite, and I judge it, even though I haven't seen it. <laughs> I just feel overwhelmed. I bet I'd like it. I just feel overwhelmed by it. I'm like, I don't I don't like to go back and watch old seasons, really, yes. of any. It's hard for me to go back and watch. Like, I have a friend who's like, I'm watching The Sopranos from season one. I'm like, there's so many good new shows. That, I don't know. It's hard for I me to go back. I feel the same way. My <sighs> husband always go back and watches old stuff, and it's really smart to do, especially if you're, like, a writer. You know, working on a script. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, trying to, like... It, it's it's a great idea but again I'm the same way like there's so much new stuff that's on my list yeah that I can't go back I will see my favorite reality show that I'm so mad that there aren't any more seasons right now it's called are you the one oh I I've seen this I think I've seen this it's so stupid it's <laughs> so fake and stupid it's like MTV but they have it on Netflix okay I mean I I would I'm pretty strict about my bedtime just because I know I'm going to have to be up at six with my child. <laughs> and I would be like, it would be like midnight. I'd be like, just one more episode. Like I would like, my eyes would bleed. It was so stupid. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I can't rewatch old stuff. So the housewives are intimidating, I think. Cause I'm like, I can't, yeah. I, what do I jump in now? Everyone's a f- knows these people already. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love that you watch The Bachelor. I'll have to check in with you once once we start up again. Yeah, please. I don't like. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of the girl who they picked, though. I'm not gonna lie. I I was, but I I wasn't at first. Then I got really into her, and now the ads are making me not be into her. Yeah, I feel like they've changed her. Like yes, they're like they put a wand on her, and they're like now be the mold we want the Bachelorette to be. And she seemed hundred percent agree more down to earth before, and I was yep. like. Yeah, let her wear jeans. She doesn't need to be in, like, this shiny red gown. Like, I I don't know. (laughs) So uncomfortable. Those outfits, so uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, God. So, all right. That's so nice you had this great, like, job that they let you leave. And, like, that's a dream for a performer to have, like, cool people to work for who you don't have to lie to all the time. I've had really, you know... I don't know. I've had really like wonderful job experiences as far, as far as the ones that like I stuck with. Cause after them. So when I moved to New York, um, i trying to remember the very first job I got in New York, but one of the first jobs was, uh, I got on Craigslist and it was the ad was, you know, assistant for entertainment company. And I was like, perfect. You know, mm-hmm. like, because I want to learn about the entertainment, comp- entertainment company, producer, music, whatever, whatever. So it was in uh, the meatpacking district, which if you don't know, if anyone listeners don't really know New York, it's all cobblestone streets. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a heel wearer, <laughs> but, you know, I wore like little like heeled booties and they're just like getting caught in the cobblestone. And I, I wore, I remember I went to Macy's because I don't own blazers really. <laughs> and I always feel like a fraud. Yeah, I want a blazer. I want to get into it though. I, I want to. You can rock a blazer. 
Yeah, I gotta find like the right. It's because I'm like short. I don't know. They never like fit. I just I always feel like a child dressing up as a businesswoman <laughs> when I put on a blazer. <laughs> I feel the same way sometimes when I wear my leather jacket. I feel like a child dressing up like a motorcycle person, like Fonzie. You're funny. Um, so not a jumpsuit, Julia. No, I mean please. you're you are. I, I feel like you invented the jumpsuit. You are like I wish. the person. You have the coolest jumpsuits. I really appreciate that because it really is very important to me to, mm-hmm. to be seen as such. So <laughs> I uh, I go to Macy's and I bought this like cheap polyester. It was like you know, um, I guess it'd be like, eight, like it's like fake, looks like Asian satin. Yeah. Or like, you know, but it's it's not, I don't know, it's like polyester. So it's like, it's like shiny. Green. It was a really, yeah, it was like a really pretty print, but that was the blazer. And their elevator was broken at this building. And so I had to huff up like, I don't know, <laughs> 20 flights of stairs in this like warehouse in the, uh, meatpacking district in this blazer sweat stains i get there and it's just this one it was like the girl at the front desk and then this one guy who interviewed me who was italian who had italian last name so i kept trying to be like italian you know like (laughs) hey we help each other out you know and because my parents taught me to do right he did not laugh he was just like so business and he was and so it was for a i mean i think i can it's for a it was a white rapper who uh was very popular okay and had a movie yeah um, i can only think of the one so yeah, yeah he's pretty cool <laughs> um but it was his like production like music production company where they did all the like licensing of merch and i guess and they sold mom's spaghetti Yes. And I I, I honestly don't really know what they did because I'll tell you, well, you'll see how long I lasted. So the guy who hired me was like pretty stone faced and he was like, you're going to be replacing, you know, whatever, like Judy at the front desk. She's she's moving up to being like an assistant. And my job was pretty much just like answer phones, like go get coffee and like organize, like fold T-shirts and mail them to other celebrities and stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. And so when I get the girl trains me and she's just like one of those. So I take the job. I go back the next day. I start the next day. Mm -hmm. And there's like nobody in this office. It was really (laughs) weird. Like there was multiple desks, but like nobody there. So this girl's training me and she's like, (gasps) like out of breath, you know, like you could tell she had been through hell and like her hair is like disheveled. And she's just like always looking over her shoulder, you know, like she'd been traumatized with this job. You could tell she was like, okay, so, um, really important. Like when you get, so, so the job was pretty much the, the main guy, I think his name was. I'll give him a different name just because I don't know. I don't know. I get nervous about this stuff. Let's say oh, George, right? Okay. So the main guy is George. I hadn't met him yet. He wasn't there on my first day. There was a painting of him, his family, and his dog on the wall. And I was like, okay, on the wall of the office. And <laughs> right. I was like, like fine. Um, he has a, he's a family man. He's probably pretty cool. She's like, okay, so when you take a message for George, if it's – here's the list of people he, uh, you always put through. So you always put these people through no matter what. Yeah. This is the list of people you write their name on a post-it. 
you bring it to the you even if he's on a call you bring the post-it to him because sometimes they're important sometimes they're this is the list of people you always put it on a post-it you wave it in the room you know like it was like all it was so many things and this is like you never put them through yeah like there was a, a lot of lists and like the it was a stack this big and i remember <laughs> um penny marshall's phone number was on one of the things i think she was on the put her through list and i remember being like should i take her i should have taken the numbers but <laughs> oh my god what if i signed an nda and i'm forgetting <laughs> you're fine well, i didn't say anything yet no so uh <laughs> so that was like the main thing that i was told mm-hmm. so the third so the first day i go in it's pretty quiet you know i i you know he, the main guy wasn't there and then the next day i go in no one is there. The door's locked. I'm like, okay. So then the girl gets there late and she's like, um, George is actually coming in today. So like, uh, this place has got to be like, you know, spick and span. And so she's like, you know, sh- shuffling papers freaking around out. and, you know, freaking oh. out. And then he shows up and he was like, Hey kid, you know, like he literally was like one of like, Hey kiddo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, come into my office. Like I want to meet you. And I was like, okay. He's like, so what do you, what do you want to do? And, you know, I'm like 20, gosh, five, I think. (laughs) And also I was doing comedy and like taking improv classes, but I certainly wasn't going to tell him that because it just felt like the kind of place where they would look down on it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I want to be like a writer producer, which was, is true. Yeah. But I wasn't the full truth. I definitely like edited and he's like, are you an actor? And I was like, no, God. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding? <laughs> Pathetic. Please. Um, Smart of you to not say anything about comedy and just be like writer, producer. I, I guess, but not really. Cause like, you know, I was already like tense. And so he was like, listen, he's like, you do well here. I know everyone, you know, like, <laughs> like promise, like, just like, you know, stick with me, kid. Yeah. You, know, you got a future here, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of yeah. thing. I was like, all right. So the phone rings and I'm like, you know, about to like vomit and diarrhea at the same time. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, let's say it's John. Right. And so I look on the list and he's on the, like, write it on a post-it, show it to him list. And I, you know, I quickly write down like, you know, John, J O N uh, Thompson or whatever. Right. And so I, I knock on the door and I like you know, wave the post-it like a, <laughs> you know, like a surrender flag. And he's on a call and he goes, Oh, let me call you back. And he puts the phone down. He goes, uh, can you come out? Can you can you close the door? And I was like, okay. <clears throat> and like this person's on hold. And he's like, can you sit down for a second? I was like, yeah. And he's like, um, is this John with an N or John with an H? J O H N. And I was like, uh, I mean, the last the last name was something very distinct. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, it's it's John. Like I was like, I I just got the name. You know, right. I just wrote it down. And he's like, yeah, uh, I don't think you understand how important names are in this business. How would you feel if somebody wrote down your name wrong? And I was like, Julia with a G? G G-I-U-L-I-A? Yeah, I've been there. A lot, probably. It literally happens all the time. Like, I get called, like, Gulia, Ganilla, your name's spelled wrong. Like, all the things. He screams at me. Like for a while about how like if I you know if I want to work in this business like, I gotta shape up and I I was not raised to put up with that like mm-hmm. like my I remember like when I was another job I had I forgot to even say it in high school like I was a cater waiter for 
20 minutes <laughs> at a country club because the woman was rude to me. 20 <laughs> minutes. Like, yeah. And I was like, fuck you. And I left because my mom was like, good for you. Like, <laughs> they didn't immigrate to this country so their daughter could get shat on, you know? Yeah. So this guy is like screaming at me. And I leave the office, this is office, and I go sit down and like the assistant who I had, who I took her job, she comes to me, she goes, don't worry, when he's not in town, it's really great here. And I was like, well, how often is he out of town? She's like, mm, kind of depends. So then I go and get like everyone iced teas or something. He's like kind of nice. And then she gets called into his office, not about me, about something else. I don't know what happened, but there's a lot of yelling. She runs out of the office crying, never comes back. This is all in the same day. So then I asked the guy who hired me, the Italian, <clears throat> I'm like, hey, Paisan, uh, what's going on here? You know, he's like, oh, you know, things just happen. He leaves and doesn't come back for us. So now I'm in the office alone, not knowing like how to hold with down this the guy. Yeah, with a guy. And then he leaves for the day. The girl or the guy, the other guy eventually comes back. I go home and I... I was with my boyfriend at the time. It was a Friday night. And I was like, I can't go back there on Monday. <laughs> and he like, you know, he was trying to tough love and like give me a pep talk. And he was like, oh, Julie, you just got to like stick it out. Like, it sounds like it's a really good opportunity. And then he thought it would be a good idea to rent um, Swimming with Sharks. <laughs> what? To like. Cheer, like to be like this is see this is how because he also worked in entertainment okay and so he was like you know this is how it can be and I was like this is all not making me feel better <laughs> so I was like you know crying all weekend and then I think I went in on Monday and and told them I didn't want to work there. like I went in and told them I didn't want to work there and the guy was like the Italian guy was like oh, okay like kind of like we get like of course you don't and I was like, do you want me to, like, finish the day, the week? He's like, just finish the day and, you know, that's it. <laughs> so then I'm, like, you know, devastated because I don't have a job anymore. And it was, like, super upsetting. And I was like, I hate the entertainment business. I hate this rapper now. I guess I have to burn all his albums, um, <laughs> and which I don't. I love him. But um, uh, and then the next day I get a call or an email from this other art nonprofit job, which like, I'm like, oh, my heart is more in the art nonprofit world <laughs> Yeah, that I had applied to like a month earlier, but, or like two months before, but like never heard back. And she was like, Hey, I know this is probably so rude of me to do this, but we hired someone. It didn't work out. Are you by any chance still available? We would love to interview you tomorrow. And so I go in there the next day and there were like a documentary art nonprofit arts engine and media that matters. They're, they like, find media that like helps bring causes to light. And it was just like the total opposite. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and she was like, so tell me about your last job. And I just started <laughs> crying. <laughs> and I told her and I was like, and I had to lie. I had to tell them I wasn't a comedian or performer. I am a comedian performer. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, that is my first priority. But like, if you hire me, I will like, when I'm here, I will be a hundred percent focused. But when I'm not here, I'm not here. Like, and I just was like, so like, I don't want to hide who you I lost am. <laughs> I lost it. And she was like, oh my God, I love you so much. Like, you're totally who we want. She's like, I love that you're a comedian. And so I worked there for like two years. That's so like, great friends with like a bunch of the people that I met there and they're all just like creatives who wanted to change the world and you know I love that I was, yeah oh I'm that's such a warm a heartwarming story like yeah. after that shitty ass job yeah 
That yeah, was like totally. my bosses I worked for for four years. And I was like, it was the first job I went into. And I was like, I'm a comedian. I'm going to be doing stand up at night. Uh, I also sometimes might have an audition and uh, take it or leave it. Like, that's me. And they were like, cool. Can you get us reservations at all these fancy restaurants you've worked at in the last five years? And oh I was like, God. yeah, I got people there. And they were like, you're hired. Great. I what was, was like, the job? I was an assistant at a venture capital firm. And I mean, great. I didn't care, you know, I had nothing to do with that world and they thought it was cool that I did comedy and, you know, yeah, they liked that I knew these, you know, managers at restaurants that I could get them a table and I yeah. was like, sick. It was, it was good. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love that the, that happened. That was supposed to happen for you though. Like whenever, like everything happens for a reason. I'm like the next day they were like randomly like. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't like the person who were who was here for the last month like come back. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was so great. So yeah, that's cool. I it's funny when you said that I never remembered this until now, but I got hired at a restaurant, a company I worked at for five years and multiple in L.A. and New York in different restaurants, and at first I turned them down because I got hired at a, a fancier restaurant in Midtown that I thought would be like more money. And I was like, oh, well, this is like, you know, five stars, whatever it was, some fancy French restaurant. And I worked one day and I was like, ugh, like it sucked. There were so many rules and everything I had to wear and the way I like had to hold my hands at the table and like the girl, you know, and the other place was very chill and they were like, you know, very nice. And then I, I called them like a week later and I was like, Hey, remember when you offered me a job? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I went somewhere else, but it sucked. Do you still have a job open? And they were like, yeah, come back. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I worked for them for five years, but yeah, I never lasted long in any of my waitressing jobs. And yeah. I had quite a few. Yeah. I never, I never had the it's the same part of me that was like told the cater waiter woman to like fuck off and like left this <laughs> rapper job. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I know that it's service work. It's literally what you're getting hired to be a server. Yeah. But I didn't have the attitude to put up with shit. And so I would like quit these jobs. Like I worked at this real dive bar in New York for a minute. Um, I was a cocktail waitress and they had doll, they had penny, what, no, dollar draft night. Mm. And sometimes there was this one guy who would always give a hundred dollar tip because he would like come in with all his coworkers. And like that was, I knew I would at least make a hundred dollars. But then there was people who would give a 15% tip on a dollar. <laughs> no. And one night, like I just threw change in someone's face. And because I would get, I'd be hammered to work there. Like I wasn't even like a whiskey drinker, but I would just do shots of whiskey with the bartender because I, I needed like, I had to be numb to be there. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you can't throw change in people's faces. Like I can't work work here. Like I just, I'm not cut out for this at all. I love that you were like honest with people about it too. And I love that you quit because you were like, I don't want to be disrespected by people yelling in my face or not tipping me well or whatever. Like I admire you for that because I feel like there were so many times I was treated like a piece of shit and I was like, you don't have another job right now. Like stick it out until something else comes along and, I mean, but sometimes you have to like, look in those situations. I I mean, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think in that situation, I just started putting stuff in my credit card until I found something. And like, I always went back to temping. Like that was sort of, I guess the same equivalent. Like some people always went back to their waitressing jobs. I always went back to temping Mm -hmm. and luckily had some like really great, like 
you know, I had like some copywriting jobs and some temp jobs that were long lasting. Mm -hmm. And then I had other ones that were like, you know, working at a front desk and just like the people look at you like you're, you know, I mean, you're, you are meaningless because you're only there for yeah. like a couple of days. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, when I attempt, I'd be like, you don't have to learn my name. It's fine. I, I won't yeah, be here. Exactly. Long. I don't care. I mean, I do think there's probably some privilege in me, you know, like when I quit that that production company, the the guy who yelled at me about the name, I was living with my boyfriend. And so, you know, I knew I wouldn't be like homeless, right. you know, so so. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was fortunate enough that I was able to leave jobs. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's nice. Are there any jobs? I know we're going to wrap it up in a minute. Are there any jobs that were like the, you were like, this is going to change my life. Like what were like a big break that you had that you were like, this is so good. In like, uh, let's see, was it 10 years ago? I don't know, but I got like my first, like I had written, you know, small projects that never went anywhere. But then I got like my first like staff writing job Mm -hmm. for um, this game show on MTV called Silent Library. Okay. And I think I worked. Ellen knows it. I know it. It's really funny. It's a good show. I I worked one or two seasons, but I was like, oh, I've heard of it. This is how it goes for people. You get that writing job and then they just start flowing and then you get an agent and now you're a writer. And (laughs) You know, I was there for, yeah, I think it was like a three-month gig. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't have another TV writing job for, I don't know, four years maybe, three years. Like, I just didn't – I didn't really know how to um, use momentum. And I never had any representation that I think knew how to use momentum with me, Mm -hmm. which is always really frustrating. And then I remember I was like – I thought that if only I could be on a talking head show on VH1, then like that. It's so funny, like in this business, and maybe this is true for a lot of businesses, but in entertainment, comedy specifically for me, I don't feel this way anymore, but there was a very long time where I always thought like, if only X happened Mm -hmm. and I would be like, I'd feel good. I'd be all set. It would be, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, all I want to do is be a talking head on VH1. Like that seems like what all the comics are doing. And then I was, and mm-hmm. then for like two years, that's all I did, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I remember like at the end of those, and I, I was always grateful for the jobs and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Cause it was like fun and you know, yeah, I love job. that. Yeah. But but like after like two or three years of like that being the only thing I could get hired to do, I was like, God, I would do anything to like be anything but a talking head. And then like I got another writing job and I was like, I was in a punch up room on a sitcom and I was like, oh, OK, this is like, you know, you go in there. I had no idea. It was like in person. I had no idea what I was doing. I think I like asked too many. I think I asked too many questions, which is like <laughs> such a shitty thing that you should feel bad about yeah you shouldn't and I didn't have another job in that world for years and it's like so I've had a lot of those where I was like I thought I thought you just because it does happen for some people they just go from job to job to job and I had I would have like years in between yeah but I think like you you learn more about yourself and you start to be able to put out the work you want to do when you're not just tied to a desk writing for someone else. I do think there is some kind of like freedom. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that for me, but you know what I'm saying? Like 
you know, you, you said like you wanted to come up. It's funny in the beginning of this, you were like, I wanted to find a way to do like psychology and comedy. And now you have your podcast and like, you're yeah. so fun and you've had so many wins along the way and your stand up is so, so funny. So I feel like it's hard. I hate that we all are like, oh, well, I, I didn't have a job for three years. And like this person's bouncing from show to show to show to show. And it's like, oh, do they have time, though, to, to start a podcast or to do something that they've always wanted to do? Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, you've no, done I, it. I mean, I agree with you. Like I I have said I, I feel very strongly in that, like I've done so many fun things that and I think it was Gary Goleman, I believe, said this, that like how you sh- younger when you do late night he was talking about like with the first time you do late night like remember that like younger you like c- would not even fucking believe this is happening mm-hmm. and to really like soak that in and i've really tried to uh like put that on put that that way of thinking on everything like yeah. i mean i've had such a cool i've gone to do so many cool things and have never felt like you know, I've had moments of wanting to kill myself at a desk job, but they were very brief. Yeah. And so anything else that happens honestly kind of feels like bonus. Like it's like it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why I would like, um, you know, in addition to a nice paycheck, have, you know, the stability of like being in a writer's room is I also just get it gets lonely, though. Mm-hmm. Like it is very cool to create your own projects. But after a while, you know, I just, I really thrive on, uh, like, you know, bouncing ideas off other people and conversations and all that stuff. So yeah. I think there is like a nice, but it does end up being a grass is always greener situation. Cause everyone I know who's like bouncing from job to job is like, Oh, I wish I had time for my own project. Yeah. Yeah. So, so whatever, whatever, whatever. we'll all have our own path. Um, yeah, this is so fun. Thank you so much. I could talk to you all day. You tell the best stories and you really bring us in there. You do. I don't know if you remember the first time I saw you on stage was at UCB and it was a storytelling show. What it was the show you did oh, with strip stories. That yes. I strip yeah. stories. And I was like, I want to do what they're doing. Like it was the, I thought it was the greatest show. And oh, I think like, thank you. then I started doing storytelling and I took like Margot's class and I like, I literally was like, I don't need to do improv. I could do stories and stand up and be my own performer. So. Oh, I love that. You guys like had a huge influence on me. I've probably told you that over the years, but. No, I don't think you've ever have because I would have remembered and now it's tattooed in my heart and I'm so glad. It's true. (laughs) I even told Ellen, I was like, Julia's the best storyteller I know. Like she brings it. Like you don't need to worry. I was like, interview questions? Like, come on. No. But I love. I just love to gab. I love it. I know. I hope I get to gab with you again soon. Uh, yes. Because you're the best. Um, thank you so much for being here. Where can people you. find you and listen to your podcast? Um, so my podcast is called Should I Get Bangs? It's people talking about breakdowns and breakthroughs. So and my my sister, who's a therapist, comes on a lot and, and gives some psychological insights. So it does mix comedy and psychology. And um, you can find that wherever you listen to pods. And then you can find me Twitter. It's Julia Rossi. Instagram, it's Ms. Julia Rossi because there's some other julia rossi in italy who hasn't posted since 2014 and i can't get her account um and it's julia with a g so i'm the only julia with a g doing comedy so just find me i love it all right thank you thank you <laughs> bye bye mm, mm, mm. 
Oh my God, what a fun episode. This is fun. This is new for us. We are actually trying to transition to see if we like doing our intro as an outro. Hi, it's Hi. me and I'm Ellen. Liking. I'm with Ellen. I'm liking it so far. Are you? Yeah. It feels good. You know, I'm, I'm, we'll see. I really want the listeners to give us some feedback on this. So I'm trusting that you guys will let us know either on Twitter, on Instagram, on yeah, email. Say it in public, whatever. DM you us, DM us. Yeah. Or you can always email the unemployed team at gmail.com. Send us your resumes <laughs> for jobs. Uh, but yeah, seriously, send us some feedback. I, I look to you. We're making this for you. You who's listening to it right now. Yeah. And we have a nice coral audience. So I'm, I'm excited to see if they like this. We, we're playing around with some stuff. Ellen, how are you? How is, how is your day? Oh, man. You know, just a regular fucking day. Damn, girl. You're on vacation. Why is it so bad? I'm actually not. I'm working. Okay, but you're working. Uh, I'm just rem- working from not my apartment. I was going to say, you're remotely working from a remote place that's not your remote place you're normally in. I know. So, I mean, the good thing about this location is there's, like, grass. There's a pool. So, Ooh. if I wanted to take a break from work, I could jump into a pool. I haven't Which, done that. but you, I was going to say, it probably came in handy yesterday. It was, like, 90 degrees in New York. Yeah. It's a little bit cooler where I am, but it's still – it's pool weather. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Um, it's Gemini season. <gasps> it's our season. For those of you who don't know, Ellen and I are Geminis, which is why you, you never know where you're going to catch us. We could either be hot and happy or we could be ready to murder. Right. It's it's one or the other with us. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, happy almost birthday to us. I'm so excited to be older. I'm not. Are you kidding? I am not. I am ready for a new face, new bod, new career. You know what I mean? I need to, like, Benjamin Button. Wait. Yeah. I am Benjamin Buttoning. <laughs> I need to Benjamin Button myself. Yeah. Uh, aging is scary. You know, I used to be, like, so excited for birthdays, and now I'm like, I don't know. Are you going to do anything for your birthday? Are you going to, like, have a party? <gasps> I haven't even, oh, wait, I was like, I haven't even thought about it, but then I forgot. I totally booked an Airbnb, like, upstate to nice. go hiking. and. Oh, that sounds lovely. The sauna, I'm going to, like, hang out in the sauna. That sounds great. I'm I'm jealous. I'm debating, like, Jaron keeps asking me, he's like, do you want to do, like, like, go to a bar? And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. I was like, take me to a fancy restaurant on my birthday, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I, I'm like really in that. Who are my friends? Who's going to come besides you? Who's going to come and celebrate my dumbass birthday? You know, I think I went to your birthday in a, in the park last year. There were yes, yes, yes. There. Yeah, there were. <laughs> Am I still friends with them? Who knows? Like, you know, when you feel like yeah. I went, we went to our friend's apartment this past weekend uh, we went for a couple hours cause we had a zip car, you know, you got to stay on those hours. And, um, it was, it was fun. It was nice, but it was like, it was weird. There are things that I find myself feeling like anxious about that I never would have thought before. And I think that's just everyone's like progress of getting back into the real world. Right. Yeah. Like I hugged someone and I was like, I don't even know this person. Why did I hug them? I don't need to hug people anymore. Like my brain tells you, those, tells me those things mm-hmm. or like chips and dip. I'm like, Maybe I won't use the dip. Like, other people are dipping in it. Like, isn't that weird to put all of our fingers in the same ball? But then again, someone touches the chips. Like, am I crazy or am I just conscious? totally normal. Um, 
But I, I also, going back to the birthday thing, I think, like, as I get older, I just enjoy, like, just spending my birthday with, like, the people that I like the most, which is yeah. a handful of people. I was so going to say, which okay is with, Dan like, and your cat. Yeah, <laughs> just those two. <laughs> so that's just me, though. Yeah, I feel that. I'm like, I want my parents to maybe come in and go to dinner, you know. I'm going to see them all, like, the weekend before my birthday because my brother is having his wedding on that weekend, which is fine because <laughs> there's only 50-something other weekends. No, uh, whatever. I'm not that bitter about it, yeah, you know. share Gemini season with other people sometimes. You really you know? don't, though. You really don't, though. It shouldn't. You shouldn't <laughs> test a Gemini like that, I should say. You know, yeah, they knew um, what they were getting into. I, yes, so. they, they of course they knew that date hasn't changed at all, you know. <laughs> um, so all wait, right, last well. episode we judged my resume. I want to get into this for a minute. Uh, judged my resume. I sent my resume to Ellen and she carefully looked at it and gave me some suggestions, right? You were very kind to me. And then I'm like scared. She didn't even want to send me hers, and I'm like, can I roast it? Can I go hard? How hard can I go? Um, Resumes are my least favorite thing of all time. So last And they usually don't get you the job, right? Like no, no one gives never. a shit about your resume. But I which redid, is, I did mine I redid it last year. So this is the newest version. I just sent it to you. Yeah. I want to say it is organized very nicely. It is a please. It is pleasing to the eye. Uh, Now I'm inspired to do. I could do a different color for like my subtitle rather than like just a parentheses, you know, like things pop. Yeah, I'm really liking the way you've organized it. It's it's actually I'm going to redo my resume and make you judge it again because I am inspired by your format, I should say, like very, very pleasing to the eye. One page, nice, clean font. Can I start with one? Can I start with one criticism though? Go for it. Yeah. Ellen, the smiley face emoji. You You guys like it. (laughs) Ellen has a fucking smiley face emoji at the top. You know what that says to me? That says to me, this is a Gemini who wants to compensate for the time. She's going to be a fucking monster. She's putting a smiley face. That is like putting on a Halloween costume, putting a smiley face next to your name. Like, don't worry. I'm very sweet and happy. (laughs) And you are. But the smiley face is triggering for some reason. Red flag to me. If I saw that, I'd be like, she seemed so cool in her Red interview. Flag, <laughs> smiley face. Red flag all over the place. Yeah, I don't, I actually, I just thought it would be cool because this is what how my website looks too. Like there's a smiley face next to my name. Oh, so you want them. To- it it feels like a, a baby of the, of the, of the, of the, yes. I get it. I get it. But I mean, you know, that's also a critique on my re- my website but then. I feel like face, but. no, I don't mind it on a website. I think employers are going to pick one to look at. Like some people like old Probably. I think old school people like a resume and like people now are like do they have a website where can I see something they've done? You know, like yeah. um That's what but I, I do personally. I would look at someone's work rather than a, a resume. If you're going to put the emoji on there though, I would even like put on put on a diff, put on one that's gonna get start a conversation you know mm-hmm. put on like put on like the poop or a ghost <laughs> or the knife you know I like this I like this advice a lot I, I really the resumes uh, or wow I need to look <laughs> at the emojis and see what really you know yeah because the smiley like, face is so basic very it, basic right and it it does say more of a red flag it's like you know 
I was talking about when sometimes when people are like kind and nice and give you that happiness, you're kind of like, what is wrong with this person? Like, uh, we're so used to, I don't know, maybe I'm just what a fucking a psycho? J- jaded New Yorker. Smiley face. <laughs> Literally, uh, that's where my brain went. I'm like, oh God, she's probably, this is, she's covering up a murder with that smiley face. What if I face. use like the emoji with the cowboy hat? Um, I like that, but then they're literally going to be like, is she Southern? Like, I think it, that's yes, you're right. There's so much to think about going into this. Wow. It, there really is. You could do no emoji, but that's just another option. You know what I mean? If you want to stick with the emoji, do like the fucking salad bowl. I don't know. Something that's like, what? I and like then you can add, see the, I like the idea of adding an emoji because it's like, look at me. I'm like. I work in the Different. digital space. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It, like, adds a little, like, something extra into just, like, words on a page. Yes. But, <laughs> like, you're right. I'm going to have to put more thought into which emoji I'm picking. Um, I, I have to say, skills and tools at the top is is nice. But I would maybe move those to the bottom. But okay. then you have, I don't know. I, no, yeah, I think that's. That's totally valid. I could totally interchange. The about me has to definitely be on top, but I think professional experience and skills and tools could be swapped. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because your profession, those are your jobs. And I think the jobs look very nice. You got, I like the, I like the bold. I like the, the color below it, you know, that says what her title was. I'm into it. I'm really feeling it. You also, I know you don't have everything on here because obviously I've talked to you about all of your jobs. You really did pick like the major hits, you know? I mean, I've had like lots of like freelance gigs and whatever. Didn't really include any of those here. It's mostly just like the main, main major roles that I've had. Totally. I think these are, I think it's a really nice resume. I, I, you know, the, all I see is the smiley face, but it's a really nice resume (laughs) when you block that out. (laughs) Okay. So that's like a major piece of feedback. I really appreciate that. Cause if all you're seeing is the smiley face, I mean, that's a problem. I like it though. I really think it's good. I like the about me. I'm tempted to write an about me. I just don't know. I don't know what I'd do because the about me is nice because it's kind of like, I don't need to go through this whole resume. If I read this, this is going to like kind of yeah, give, totally. give me it. You'd probably be really good at, with writing it about me. It took me a long time to like, to, to write like a bio for myself. Mm. It was hard. I have a lot of bios, but I don't like any of them. You know, I hate, I hate talking about me. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. Must uh-huh. be a Gemini thing. <laughs> yeah on this last podcast I just did he literally was like you seemed uncomfortable talking about your dreams and I was like really I just think I have so many it's hilarious to like list them you know and be like I want to do this and this and this and then I'm like laughing at myself because I'm like I sound like a kid who's like send me to the moon (laughs) sir astronaut and a marine biologist (laughs) that's what it sounded like but I'm like I'm gonna be like Ryan Seacrest but also like Tina Fey and he's I'm like who fucking what is coming out of my mouth right now anyway anyway uh this is fun I love doing it like this you know and guys if you have a resume and you want to send it to us please send it to us don't forget to follow us all over social media unemployed podcast on twitter uh, the unemployed with Anna on instagram Ellen help me come up with a way to make those one one name uh because I've tried over the year and it doesn't work figure out who has that twitter account (laughs) 
like I know and buy it back yeah we do we really do not being um, used at all the most annoying thing right uh let us know though for real how you guys like the intro at the end where we just kick it at the end and get right into the interviews in the beginning and uh and please listen to all the other episodes and go back and follow Julia and that's it bye Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.